0: Hello and welcome to the Alternative Podcast coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now, here is Pastor Eddie with this week's message. All right. Well, let me give a brief recap as to where we are. Remember that last week, Sunday, we began a, a brand new series of lessons for the new year, trying to get our priorities straight. The, the title of this series is Priorities, where We began this year focusing on things that really matters instead of focusing on things that will cause us to waste our time. So last week we began by talking about we need to focus on the kingdom of God. Paul said that the kingdom of God, there are three fundamental aspects to the kingdom of God. One, the kingdom of God is characterized by love. Two, the kingdom of God is characterized by joy. And three, the kingdom of God is characterized by peace. In other words, he said that there is peace within the kingdom of God. There is love within the kingdom of God and there is joy in the kingdom of God. That even the darkness that is surrounding us we can still rejoice in the Lord. Even in the difficulties that we face we can still focus on the Lord. And this week I want us to focus our attention and make it a priority to talk about maturity. About growing up. How many of you when you were born wanted to remain a child? One year Two years or three years. How many of you when you were born? And, no, Well, some of you right now that want to go back to be a child. <laughs> Mama can feed you. Papa can take care of you. You can sleep when you want. You just have to just be there. Mama Papa take care of you, you know. But um, one of the things that is very important in the kingdom of God is that we must be mature. We need to grow. We can be infant all the days of our lives. And for that, I want us to focus on the writings of the author of Hebrews. According to biblical scholars, this author is unknown. They have various um, suspicions as to who could have written this letter. Because it's written in a way that is very Jewish in its content. They said that it could be Paul. They said that it could be Peter. They said that it could be various people. Even James, they have brother of Jesus. But I believe that we should be content with not knowing who wrote it. But we know that they wrote it under the inspiration of the Spirit of God for us and for our growth. Amen. So I want us to go into Hebrews chapter 5. And let's go to verse 11 until the verse 14. This entire chapter or thought process of this writer go from Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11 all the way to chapter 6 until verse 12. But for our time, since it's not long, I want us to focus on the verse 11 until the verse 14. But for context wise, you need to read through Hebrews chapter 6 until the verse 12. In fact, Continue to read the entire chapter because it is very important. It's talking about Jesus being the Christ, the Lord, greater than Moses, greater than the priest, greater than the spiritual rituals that they had. That they were both about, I am a Jew, I am a Jew. And say you have to be a Jew so that you can enjoy all of the blessing that we have in Christ Jesus. And the other command, you don't have to be a Jew. In Christ Jesus, there is no Jew in entire. We are the sons and daughters of Christ. Notice that plenty of people want to be Jews today. You know, but we don't want to be a good follower of Christ. That's the most important thing, that we need to be a good follower of Christ. Okay, so if you are taking note, I want you to write down this topic for a time together. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. Lord, have mercy and grace. Father, help us not to be content and satisfied with immaturity, but help us to go to the point of maturity, even when it is not comfortable and even when it is not pleasant. But help us to grow up to maturity. In Jesus' name, I pray. And the church of God says, yes. Amen. Let's grow. Back in the days when they used to have what we call revival campaigns or uh, revival services in the different communities of our island, they used to sing a song where the press leader used to rehearse every time you had a revival campaign. The song name is, Great Change Since I Was Born. You guys remember that, right? Every revival campaign they used to they attend, they used to say, Great Change Since I Was Born. The lyric of that song or the chorus of the song goes something like this. And probably you remember. The things I used to do, I do them, no? The things I used to say, say more. The places I used to go, I take you to Maryland, right? <laughs> the things I used to do, the things I used to say, and the places I used to go, I go there, no more. And the author said, Why? for great change since I was born from this or the lyrics of the song can teach us an important lesson as to what it means to be a grown up in Christ or a mature person in Christ listen to this a mature person does not continue in the things Jesus freed them from but they begin doing the things Jesus freed them for in other words, we don't continue as a mature person stuck on me. We begin now as a mature person pursuing solid food. I, that's right, that's right. We pursue heavy food. Make us much more stronger. And this is alarming and very concerning because when we look at the writing of the Hebrews or the epistle of the Hebrews, the author had a tremendous concern and a tremendous disgust at the same time. He's calling their attention because they have been in church all their life, growing up, learning about Christ Jesus, and it has come to a point where he and he found them where he left them. They were not maturing. They were not growing. And the author was concerned because they were still dependent on milk when they were not fit to eat solid food. And so the author is writing and let them know that your faith is taunted because you are not willing to change your diet. That is what happened to us many of the time. That when God is calling us to go deeper and to learn deeper things about Jesus Christ, we are content with the surface because we want to be satisfied and content with what makes us happy, but what makes us challenged or challenged us. The author was challenging them about the Christ, right Jesus being. Than Jesus greater than the other thing, but they were not content with that because they wanted a Christ that would make them just surface and never of maturity. And He wants them to know that there is a maturity chart so that they can measure their growth. And I want to turn, away morning, to certain things that He provided for them so that they in Christ, if they are not growing. The first thing I need to write down this morning is this the way you can measure that a person is mature in Jesus Christ is this the person is teachable. That person is teachable, that person is open to be instructed. In this context, these believers were not teachable. These believers adapted the mindset and the perspective and the attitude that said. We were satisfied and we want to be satisfied and contented with what we al- already have and know. When the author is challenging them they go to a different level in knowing Christ Jesus, but they were willing to remain in what they know and they were not open to learn something different. That means a mature person, a person that is open to be teachable. We don't know Everything. These people had the mindset that we know everything, but in reality, they did not know anything. But they were pretending that they know everything. And look at how the author described it in verse 11, the immaturity. Look at what the author says in verse 11 about these people in maturity, because they were unteachable. Listen to it. We have much to say about this. What he was teaching them. We Have to go back to verse 9 and verse 10. Let's go back to verse 10 and verse 9 and verse 10. And he said, and one perfect speaking of Jesus, he became eternal salvation for all who obey him. Do you know what was happening? They were saying that Jesus was not the source of salvation, that we need to observe and the ceremonies them and the movements that we can actually reach out to where Moses was. And the author said, no, no. As long as you have Jesus, you have everything. Jesus is the source of salvation. And then in verse 10 he said these words as well, and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a priest in the Old Testament that God ordained when Abraham came from water, he brought gifts to this priest. This priest was selected by God. You know what the author was saying? The author was saying essentially these words. Listen to what the author was saying. Christ is actually the one who God called to be perpetual priests. In other words, the lordship of Jesus did not end when he died on the cross and when he ascended um, to the right hand of the Father. The kingdom of God and the um, the lordship of Jesus continue and will continue forever. What they were saying, what Jesus was, what the author was saying to them, don't look to the rituals and don't look to your Jewish identity for salvation. Look to Jesus, the high priest. No, this is caught my attention because why is it that the scripture, even the scripture tell us, but yet we are trying to find other source for our contentment in life. So the author is calling their attention. And he used a word that called my attention. If you read it in our Creole, it will be like this. Let's go back to verse 11 no, And look, listen to what the author said to them. He used a word that I want to bring to your attention. He said, we have much to say about this. But it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. You know what that phrase right, there means? You no longer try to understand. It means that they became lazy. In fact... In the ESV, you like that they become dull of understanding and listening. What, what the author is saying to them, that they become lazy and they did not want to listen to the word of God. That's when you know that you are immature. That you don't like to feast in the word of God. Like the scripture becomes so hefty and heavy for you that you don't want to take time to read it. So listen, I prefer to have somebody to tell me what I want to hear instead of me taking time to allow God through His word to speak to me. No, we understand what the author is saying. They became lazy, so they wanted to have instruction that was convenient to them. They were just acting like if they knew everything about Jesus, but in reality, they did not know Jesus. You know who I call these people? They became buffet, buffet. sorry. They became buffet Christians or believers. They want to hear what they don't like about Jesus, but the things that they dislike about Jesus, they refuse it. Let me see if I can explain it. I don't know the restaurant that is beside the statue um, that they call that the bar. Fish, what's the name of that restaurant out there in, in the town? No, the other one, the other one that has buffet, seaflower hotel. In the Seaflower Hotel, you can't go over there and just sit down and take a menu and start saying, I want fish or crab or things like that. You have to sit down and then when you don't sit down, you have to get up again. Because you have to go and serve by the different station yourself. They are not going to serve you. They might help you and direct you. As the servants, they will come and direct you. But you have to get up and go serve yourself. And this is what happened with these Christians. They wanted Jesus just to get what they can get out of Jesus. And they wanted Jesus only as an option. But they did not accept Jesus as the Lord. They were buffet Christians. What I mean... When they will go to the station, we had brown rice, white rice, raisin rice, coconut rice. They have so many options that they can pick and refuse. So when they get to coconut rice, they start no like, I don't like coconut rice. I don't like brown rice because they're having a lot of Coca-Cola. I like raisin rice. So they choose raisin rice. Now they have their plate full with raisin rice. And then they go over now no, to the meat line station. And they start to see that they have chicken, pork, and beef. And let me put some ham and turkey inside of it too. So some of them say, okay, I don't like ham. I don't like pork because you're having a lot of cholesterol and grease. I want beef and I want some turkey. So they choose the turkey and they go over here. And then they come to the salad bar. And when they come now to the salad bar... They say, I don't like green because I am no iguana. So let me see if they have carrot over here. So they pick up carrot and they move on in the, with that. You know, and that is exactly what we are in Christ Jesus. We also here in San Andreas, we become buffet Christians. We pick and choose. As my grandmother said, you pick and choose. Till you stay without anything. <laughs> Listen to me here, family. What we have to understand is that Jesus can't be our manipulation. Jesus has to be the Lord of our life. And if we are going to mature in Jesus, we need to let Jesus be Lord and we need to serve Jesus even when he is only giving us one option. And that's how we grow. You see what happens is that we love Jesus who forgive but we don't love Jesus who correct. We love Jesus being meek and mild. But we don't like a Jesus that confronts our sins and calls us to repentance and to change. A person, listen to this, who is immature is a person who is unteachable, and when they are confronted and challenged about what they are doing, they get upset and they start to refuse the person that is trying to correct them in love. Verse 11 says, They became dull. Of listening that they never had the disposition to listen so the second thing about a mature person is that that person is not only teachable but that person is adjustable what adjustable mean in this context these believers were unwilling to adjust and modify their diet from milk to salad food you see that right we read that they were content in remaining with milk And they were not willing to move on to selling food. Therefore, they became, the author is going to show us in verse 12 and verse 13, that they became incompetent and unqualified to be teachers when they were meant to be teachers. And the author said, you guys, instead of teaching, you need to go back to the BX again. Look at verse 12 and look at this word again. If you have your Bible open, write it down and circle it again. In, the author explained this word in verse 12 perfectly. He said, not only that you guys are content with salad food, but look at what the author said. In fact, though by this time, you see it? By this time, you are to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word. What? All over again. You see that? zero again when they were supposed to be on level 10 or grade 10 they had to go back to the basic why because they were only feasting on milk so these people should be teachers and this guy come and look at them and say but why aren't you guys growing up because you guys need milk and not solid food so they were becoming content and happy with where they were and listen to this they were not willing to change their diet Let me ask you this question today. What is it that you need to change so that you can grow up in Christ today? The other question I want to ask you is this. Are you willing to change? Are you willing to adjust? Are you willing to modify your diet so that you can grow up in Christ? That means that if you continue to feed yourself on people's opinion and not the word of God, you are not going to mature in the ways of God. That means that if you continue to feed yourself on novella and not on the word of God, novella will become the perspective and the mindset where you live from. I know, I know I get plenty of amen right there, but that's all right. But listen to me family, we need to adjust our diet if we are going to grow. You see, TV and social media and other popular people or relevant people have the opinion over our life that we begin to think like them instead of thinking the word of God. How can we develop the perspective of God if we are not entertaining and we are not engaging with his word? And the author said in verse 13, he said, Anyone, listen to this word, who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. I like that word, lives. That word live in the original language means a person who participates, a person who shares, and a person who remains. This year, I burned so, and I wanted so. How many of you hear that? These fears you see, they're the only fears I got, and they're the only fears you want to get. But you hear that's the language, and you hear Christians saying these things. You see, a Christian who is in Christ Jesus is adjustable, willing to change things that are affecting their life and affecting the life of other people and causing the people of God not to grow. If God calls you to be a leader of his church, you need to set the example because your life is a reflection of Jesus and the people, what they see, they want to see Jesus or they want to see the devil in you. So you can't think about yourself and say, me I'm this or me I'm the other thing. You need to think about how can I examine this myself in the faith as possible so that what I need to adjust, and need to change I change it so that when people see me, they see Jesus in me. You see sometimes we Christians, we bring some bad example to people and when people don't want to come among us and people don't want to worship with us, we ask why they don't want to come. Well we need to examine ourselves. So they were not willing to change. They lived on milk and not on solid food. In other words, listen, this is crazy to me. How is it that the thing that will make you grow, you reject? But the thing that is making you stunted, and un- I can't go that like myself, you enjoy it. If I find a remedy right now for me to grow, I won't use it. Because the word of God was what would cause them to grow. But they refuse it. And they call themselves believers in Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's, let's proceed. I remember when I was um, a youth leader or a youth pastor in America. The, first, the church went gone, and they introduced me to the, to the different people them that have worked in the youth ministry. The pastor said to me, that guy over there, he's been in church all of his life at this church. He's a hard-working guy. He loves to serve. You can count on him. I know excited, no, so I will run over this guy and say, Come here. I know I can't name so I don't get no blame. And I spoke to the guy and said, Hey, I would like for you to help me and cooperate with me in teaching and showing these young people to grow in Christ Jesus. And I said, No, 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 Pastor, no, Pastor. You can have me drive the bus. You can have me clean the bathrooms. You can have me serving in every other capacity, but to pray and to study the word of God, don't count on me. And it caught my attention because this was the exact same thing the author is addressing here in the book of Hebrews. It's like they were in church out of their lives. They know what the world said. they hear the best preaching, and they know the best preacher in the world, but yet they remain the same. So this brings me to a very important lesson that I want us to learn this morning. It is not a matter of how long you are in church. It doesn't matter how long you have been saved. It's a matter of how the gospel has impacted your life, and how willing you are to adjust to the life of the gospel. Because if the gospel change your life, then you are going to grow. And then the thing that you have received, you are going to give. Jesus said, freely get, receive, freely give. So if we have received lessons and teaching, we are going to give it as well. But this man was looking at me and said, look, I'd rather remain immature instead of growing up. So the question is, though, how many of us are willing to grow up? For us to grow up, we need to be open to teaching. We need to be teachable. So we need to be adjustable. Let's use that word changeable. We have to be willing to modify certain things. But also we need to be applicable. The third thing here we look at is applicable or workable. The third thing here. So we, we have to be teachable. We have to be adjustable or changeable. And we need to be applicable or workable. Alright? What I mean by that? In this context, the lack of working on the right diet caused them to fall for the distorted teachings and relevant teaching about Jesus Christ. So they received the teaching. They sat on their blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. And I'm just going to wait No, until Jesus come and take me out in heaven. But they were not willing to work out their salvation. That's so what Paul said. Work out your salvation in Philippians 1 with fear and, sorry, Philippians 2 with fear and trembling. So they were not working out their salvation. They were receiving salvation or they received salvation, but they were not working out their salvation. And why? Let me prove you in verse 14. In verse 14, the author said this word. But solid food is for who? Let's read it. But solid food is for the mature. Who by constant use have trained, underline that word, then train themselves to distinguish. Okay, you can't distinguish good from evil if there is no training. For you to be able to distinguish that evil or that is good, you have to know certain things. You have to be taught, you have to be trained. I want us to look at this word train because is a very important word in the original language. We use it slightly. Some of us right now are in the moon or in this mindset of working out or going to the gym. But you know this word train in the original language is where we get in the English Bible or in English language the word gymnastic or gymnasium. Or where we get the word gym, this is the same word that we have here in this context. Is the word um, exercising and being willing to take out some poems. Hear what this word means? Because in the greco roman world, when this author was writing, he borrowed this word in order to illustrate a very important point. When a Roman warrior or a Roman athlete would be, begin to prepare his or herself for competition, they have to go through some strict training. And when they would, would train, they would naked themselves. Why? Because they wanted to focus on their goal. And for them, in their mind, anything that is a load and a weight on them, they have to take it off so that they can focus on their objective. So listen to what the author is saying to these people. That if you are going to make Jesus your focus, and if you are going to make Jesus your objective, and if you are going to be mature in Christ Jesus, everything that hinders you from growing, you need to take it off. You need to put it off. You you have to go naked. You have to come like the old local ugo you have to strip it out. You have to strip it out so that you can be able to grow anything that is hindering you and anyone that is distracting you from growing and from maturing in Jesus. You need to take it off. These people understood that for them to be able to be champions and for them to succeed, they actually need to take off certain things that were a load on them. So this man, I want to ask this question. What is your load? Is it a relationship? Take it off. Make it yourself. Is it a family problem? Take it off. Naked it yourself. Is it a sickness? Is it social media? What it is that is affecting you, don't entertain it because it would cause you to be stunted and not be able to grow. So whatever is causing you to be loaded, take it off. Take it off. Jesus said, if anyone who is weary and burden. What did he say? Come. To me. Maybe you can't take it off because you are trying on your own. You understand me, auntie? Sometimes we try to do the things everyone, on our own. But we make things more complicated, auntie. But I have good news for us. Jesus said, come to me. I can't fix that son of mine. Come to me. I can't fix this problem that I have in my home. Come to me. To me, why? Because Jesus came and Jesus put all of our weight and our burden—the greatest of burden that we had was sin. Jesus came and laid on the cross, so that when we know our burden, we can run out to the cross and put it at the feet of Jesus and say, "Jesus, see, I have this problem, I have this situation, I have this burden. Help me take it off." And Jesus said, "My burden is light." And Jesus said, "I will replace it." I will give you, not my yoke, take my yoke upon you. Jesus will give us rest when we are weary. So question, what is hindering you from growing? Bring it to Jesus, for only him can take it off. Every head bow and every eye close. Father, we learn from these people that A mature person is teachable. But the contrast is an immature person is unteachable. Father, we also learn that a mature person is adjustable. But at the same time, we learn that an immature person is not willing to adjust. Father, we also learn that a mature person is a person who is willing to take off the burdens, and, and be able to apply the word of God in their situation, and so that they can grow and have perspective to deal with their situation. Father, I pray, God, for every person here this morning, those that are struggling to take off their burden and their weight, I pray, God, that they will accept your invitation. When you say, come to me, it doesn't matter the mountain, it doesn't matter the issue, it doesn't matter the situation, they can come to you, and you said, I shall give you rests so father I do not know what my brothers and sisters they are struggling with this morning but my encouragement take off the Lord take off the Lord and come to Jesus for he is the author and perfecter of our faith father help us not to be proud when we are challenged and confronted but help us to be willing to be open to be instructed and take off the Lord because it can affect your gospel from propagating. So Father, help us to adjust. In Jesus' name, I pray. And the church of God says, Amen. Touch somebody and tell him, take it off. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through His Son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at TheAlternative underscore SAI or watch past messages at youtube.com slash TheAlternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.